Welcome to episode number 84 of the Know Your Old Podcast. I'm Chunkowski, and with me via phone is my co-host. Lion, a.k.a. Tobias, a.k.a. the Tom Brady hater. Tom Brady hater. So he's going to sound a little different um, just because we do have him on the phone. So we'll go, but go ahead and explain your explain your nickname. Well, I mean, we just can't beat this guy no matter what. You know, he, he leaves the Patriots. We thought it was because they were just a well-run machine, which, which is true. But a lot of that machine is Tom Brady. He goes to the NFC. I was doubting them all year. And it, we can't beat this guy. You can't even put into words what he is so and he's here um, again he's there again it it hurts it hurts but (laughs) at the same time i respect you got to respect it he's just one of the best athletes ever it's goat status honestly nothing you can really change about that no all right so let's go into the first topic i didn't want anyone to think i ran away from this uh just because we (laughs) uh had a few weeks off just you know some covid related stuff on my end so i had to quarantine for a bit uh, anyway. I did not catch it, but I still had to quarantine, so that's that's the positive. Yes, exactly. All right, so Ohio State Alabama game. We'll we'll do this quick. Alabama was looked unstoppable. Uh, what can you say, man? They're just they're always just in a class of their own, you know. Other than you know a couple times, um, you know Clemson and then Ohio State, obviously, but Alabama always just seems to they're. They're just on a different level than everyone else. Like, they make Ohio State just look average. Like, they're not good. It was crazy. <laughs> they, just, they got – I mean, Jalen Waddle is out there with, like, a broken leg still making plays. But they just had no answer for Devontae. Um, until he got you know, hurt. <laughs> yeah, until he got hurt. Um, it, Sark just did a great job moving him around. And college defenses are just not advanced enough – to be able to cope with something like that, you know, they just they, they they couldn't they couldn't do anything with him. So he was just always open. It was it was bad. I've never seen such a perfectly called game before. It was insane. Like everything, like especially the motion that you mentioned, Devonta yeah. Devonte Smith would come around, stop, and then go. And seven <laughs> seven banks had no chance. And that's who they usually they put Smith on. Um, Seven Banks, most of the game, there was a few on Sean Wade, but, like, they put him on Banks, and there was no contest. None. And uh, which gets me excited about, to go off topic for a second, Matt Canada, the Steelers hire, who loves using um, a lot of motions and things like that, like Sark and also Texas football, obviously, um, because it just really puts defenses in a bind. When you have a speed guy like that, and Andy Reid obviously does it a lot, where he, you know, they're, they're checking to see if it's zone or man coverage, and they're just you have the defense has no idea who they're <laughs> you know who's gonna cover that guy the wild card the you know the Devontae Smith the, the Tyree Kill um, so it's just it, it's really tough to stop them and then on top of that Najee Harris who was just a man you know <laughs> he's really hard to tackle he's fast uh, and then they just got dogs up front you know they didn't even have their starting center who's a dog um, you Landon know the Florida State yeah. transfer. Yeah, who's uh, he's hurt a lot, but you know he's just a mauler. You know the left guard, what's his name, Brown or something. Yep. I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Leatherwood, they just they just <laughs> Ohio State just didn't have to, you know they just don't have the people to uh, to compete with the athletes. It, year, it was crazy. Know, Ohio State's front seven actually played well. Like they were able to hit Najee Harris in the backfield so many times, 
but it's right. Najee Harris, he so was he was getting this. three, four yards out of it. And it was just like, how is that right. possible? That was the most frustrating thing for me. Like he said after the game, like, yo, they were they were hitting me. It wasn't easy, but he's just a beast. He runs so hard. Um, and he's a player, you know, where I, I wouldn't mind the Steelers taking him, you know, late, I, late first, early second. Wait, hold on. Did you say draft a running back in the first? Bro, we need one bad. Yeah, so, you do. <laughs> no, late. I, I've actually, I, I'm coming around on my my running back thing where um, I'm now anti wide receiver first round. I would prefer you take a start running back in the first round, late, late, mid late. to late first okay. round, not like a top ten pick. Like, like if you're already like a, a somewhat good team, which I think the Steelers are, I wouldn't mind taking a running back in the first round if it's in need. Like um, the Chiefs, like a wide. Re- Exactly, him. like the Chiefs. But like a layer's not even making an impact anymore. It doesn't matter. They don't even need they don't even need him. That was just a luxury um, pick. <laughs> yeah, that was just a luxury pick, exactly. Um so I I'm not anti running back late mid to late first round. I'm anti wide receiver top five. Like Devontae is amazing. Um, but I have my concerns with him. Um I think like, if they're I, generational, I, I think it would yeah, make I don't, sense. Yeah, generational, but the only gener like the only people I would consider generational off the top of my head are Julio Jones and Calvin Johnson. Like those guys are generational. Mm-hmm. Like size, weight, speed, you know, route running, you know, the whole package. I don't think Devontae Smith is that. Um Definitely he's not just the really weight. small. <laughs> that's that's the thing. I thought today he, he didn't what he didn't want to weigh in. I think he was the, like one seventy one uh, or something like that. According he, he, yeah. he skipped it. Yeah, according he, to what Alabama had him at. And they usually bump right, that which on. he's not. Which he's not. There's no way he's like 160 pounds. You know, he's similar to Marquise Brown size. So, um, you know, he's gonna eat a shit ton for the the, the pro day and try to get up and wait. But I I would be scared to pick him top five. I know a lot of Dolphins fans want him. I would prefer Jamar Chase, but I wouldn't take the receiver that early anyway. But that's just me. Yeah. Unless again, that's like the one thing that you need, and like a freak exactly. in, a freak injury caused you to be picking up there. So That's like it. when the so Cowboys, unless you traded, unless yeah. you traded for the pick, and you're a good team, like the Dolphins in this case, where like you know I think they're pretty good, yeah. but they, like, they could take a wide receiver. Um, but if you're picking that high, you don't need luxury positions. You need you well, know, again, it's a Texans pick. Yes, yeah, the Texans pick exactly. So that's the only way I would do it. Is gotcha. if I, I got that pick as compensation, um, and I wasn't bad, or you know that. I wouldn't do it if I was not a good football team. Nah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, but, geez. And then Justin Fields obviously wasn't 100%, so that made it a little difficult. And then we lost right. Wyatt Davis after a while. We, we kept losing in, people to injuries, and it was just – it wasn't a good game for Ohio State. They have plenty of work, but, I mean – And who's that corner? He's He looked bad, man. Wade, is it? Wade? Sean Wade? He didn't have that bad of a it game. Bad. It was seven banks was who ugly. had a really bad game. Sean Wade gave oh. up the like the fifty yard bomb to Smith, and that was like the one the really big is, play that got him. And, he, and it's like he was talking before the game, so that's the thing. Like you can talk, like I'm all about talking shit. Like please do, but yeah. when you don't back it up, it's gonna it's gonna hurt bad. And it's like your boy Mike Thomas, you know, Ohio State alumni. You know, he, he, he talks shit, he didn't back it up, and now his Twitter's on private because you know he's getting pumped. So if you talk. You gotta just be ready for the backlash. I mean, he didn't really talk that much. He just said they were like, "Who do you want to guard? You know who I want to guard." And he gave up one big play to him in the first half, and yeah. it was like a, six, a fifty yard bomb, which is you know what that happens. But if you like yeah. the rest of the game, Smith was on seven banks 
or Tough Borland for some fucking reason. <laughs> yeah, that, that was bad. You know what play that was? That was the Chase Claypool fourth touchdown against the Eagles. That was the exactly. same exact That was the play. exact shit. Well, you're in a zone coverage, and the middle linebacker just has a sprint out of the middle of the field trying to guard a 4-3 guy. And I'm sorry? It's not, not going to work. Tough Borland is the slowest fucking linebacker I've ever seen. I love Tough Borland. His name's Tough. He's exact. He's a Big Ten white linebacker. Bro, that's it. Just the box in the box, run stopper. But you know that like video of it was like in a zoo and like the gorillas like running really slow and just moving his arms and everything like that. Yeah. They <laughs> said Tough Borland had an interception like last year or something, and they were like Tough Borland running towards the end zone, and they used that video, and I was dying laughing because it's the same exact run. Like right. he wishes he could pump his arms as fast as Jalen Smith. <laughs> right, he was just he just looks slow all around. That's yeah, he's that's who he is. He just makes a ton of tackles at the line. He's right. he's no coverage linebacker, um, not at all. So yeah, I mean Sark, hats off to him. I think Texas, if he is able to handle the pressure of being the head coach, got a really good <laughs> right. one and learn from his mistakes at USC. Yeah. Exactly. It's not so, drinking. <laughs> fans should definitely be optimistic. You know, weekly or monthly drug tests and uh, sobriety tests. You know, they should be good. They gonna feed Bajan Robinson. Oh yeah, he, Heisman hopeful. Easily, easily. Um, anything else you want to talk about the game? Nah, just you know, college football is over now. You know, it sucks. It's not a combine, but I still get excited to see you know the measurables and you know get into draft season so um just looking forward to that yeah actually the one thing i wanted to say was trey sermon going down first play oh yeah forgot about that that that, that right. changed the game right up uh, but that wasn't going to make a huge difference i don't think so um mm-hmm. bama no. again number one <laughs> we'll see what happens when they don't have four generational wide receivers and all like all four of those are gone now Ugh. right i mean i'm sure they got guys they got but Mechie. Just, i don't i yeah, who's really good? I, I'm look. I'm wondering who the the quarterback's gonna be. We'll see. I think um, Bryce Young. They've had a streak of you know really good quarterbacks. So yeah. So we'll see where it goes from there. And um, mm-hmm. so let's go on to the next topic for college football. You mentioned height, weight, measurables, senior bowls going on right now. Right, which I was really excited because I saw. The Alabama left guard, and he was like six Brown. three, three sixty, and I'm just. I'm ready. I need that. So, like I said, I'll be happy. The Steelers can take any of those three guys, Brown, Leatherwood, or Najee Harris. I will be very happy because we need to get physical. And that's that's something they, they are. Yeah, he's a big, big dude. Is that who you're yeah. most looking forward to watching? Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> like that guy. And I, was, and I really keyed in on him during the, the national championship game because, obviously, I mean, look at him. He's a, he's a you unit. can't miss he him. <laughs> moving, he was just moving people. He's just – you need that. Like, I don't know if he's going to be a first-round pick because I would love to get him, you know, out of the first round. But he's uh, – I'm, I'm really excited for him. Yeah. The one person I'm looking – so I have two draft crushes this year. One is J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. Him as well. I yep. love yep. him. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's since week, like, two of this season. I've been all about him. And then someone that was at the, that's at the Senior Bowl is Kadarius Toney from Florida, the wide receiver. Oh, yeah. There's something about him. He's shifty. He's, like, a 
perfect slot receiver, which I think you absolutely need. Dude can run yep. routes like crazy. He's not the biggest guy. I think he's going to be more of a slot receiver, but he's day he's early day two pick, and I I'm really excited to see him against some competition. Yeah, yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, so cool. What quarterbacks are there? Uh, Mac Jones is there. Jamie Newman's there. Uh, I think Felipe Franks is there. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about him. Yeah, no, he's a bum. Thanks. Oh yeah, and I saw Kellen Mott. Yep. I guess you know Mac Jones, but like I, I don't think Mac Jones is that good. I think he was just surrounded by just NFL players, but I don't think he's a scrub either. Yeah, I mean, he—he, he, I don't think he's as good as Tua. No, me either. And I mean, Tua struggled, but again, they didn't really have any weapons, so they really need to go a weapon pick three. You would, you would, you would think, unless they trade for Watson. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, let's just go on to the next topic of the NFL. Since I mean, Senior Bowl, it was practice day one. They said Jamie Newman's impressing, and that's pretty much it. Uh, mm-hmm. Bills versus Chiefs. We'll start with that one. Your Buffalo Bills went down to the Chiefs. You know, I actually thought the Bills would put up more of a fight. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, obviously the Chiefs are just on a different level than everyone else. You know, I I tried to doubt them because – but it they just turned it on. Like, they they – Coaches always say, you know, you can't turn flip the switch. Well, they're like the Warriors when they had KD. Like they they coast, you know, in regular season games. Some of them, some halves, some quarters. They end up winning anyway. And now it's winning time, and they just made the Bills look garbage. And the Bills were the hottest team, you know, I, I thought in the league. So I expected a closer game, but the Bills legitimately did not get one stop. That's not hyperbole. They just <laughs> stop. After, the like, the only... fumble, and it was just over. <laughs> right, and I was going to say, and the only real touchdown they got was off a muff punt. Like, that was the only point they – you know, they got some garbage time shit at the end, and then, like, they got an early field goal, but the only touchdown they really got was off a muff punt. And, it, and then that just is another thing where the Chiefs defense will look mid all year, but, like – they turn it on in the playoffs. Like, they all of a sudden are elite, and Stephon Diggs can't get open. And, you know, it's just – it's crazy. Um, so, kudos to them. Josh Allen, you know, he, he had a great year, but he kind of regressed to the mean in this game. Um, but, I, I, you know, the Bills, the Bills got something to look forward to. Definitely, and especially with uh, Dabble staying there for uh, yeah, another year. That was big for them. I want to I want to see a Chiefs game where the in the playoffs where the Chiefs decide not to go down almost double digits. Right. Like, They're like all right, I guess we'll try. Yeah, we'll try and we'll just knock them out. It's not it's going to be yeah. easy, it's fine, it's whatever. I do the thing I'm worried about is obviously their offensive line right now just cuz due right. to the injuries. They lost Eric Fisher to a torn Achilles. They were out Mitchell Schwartz. They're like the doctor Duvernay or I don't even know. Yeah, he opted out. Not Duvernay, but yeah, he opted out earlier in the season, and I think they had another injury. So it's like that's the only thing I think that might hurt them in the Super Bowl. <laughs> but I mean, we can get into that the next because we got a we got a week. There's only one more week of football left. I know it's it's crazy. I'm shocked we got through this season. To be honest, I was one of the pessimists who was like, "There's no way they made it through the year," but only a few minor hiccups and. uh they made it through. I'm shocked. It's crazy. Um, anything else you want to talk about Bills Chiefs-wise? No, it's just, you know, Patrick Mahomes is just 
crazy. And Travis Kelsey might be my favorite player in the NFL. This guy, he's just, he's always open. He is always, like, that's all I can say. He's always open. It's it, insane. It doesn't matter. It, you know, he's dropping, he drops corners with his routes. Like, it, <laughs> and his hands, he ha- he might have the best hands in the NFL. Like, when he dropped the ball, I was like, what? You know, it's like Steph Curry missing free throws. I was like, what the hell just happened? I had to pinch myself because <laughs> the ball just sticks to his hands. He has the craziest hands. It's like prime Gronk had hands like that where the ball, he just caught everything. That he one Gronk one-handed catch behind the Broncos uh, linebacker? Bro, he just, it just his hands are so big. He has those white gloves on, and it just he just engulfs the ball. Yeah. That's how Kelsey is, where it's just I don't expect him to ever drop a pass. And uh, he's just he's just a special football player. Yeah, I mean, I still think overall, like he's the best receiving tight end in mm-hmm. maybe history. He really is. By the end of it, I mean, like Gronk, Gronk's Bro, very he good. But... He would have broke the catch. He would have had the most receptions and receiving yards if he played week, you know, the last game. Yeah, and he's a tight end. Like it's crazy. And then, I mean. I love Kittle more than him because I think he's the most complete tight end, and right. Kittle's just insane, and he's he's more fun to watch, um, just yeah. because they're of his physicality. Just, they're so different, yeah. yeah. They're also different. Like Kittle, like he obviously blocks his ass off. He blocks better than them, and he's legit fast. Like when he gets the ball, he's like a running back. Like he's fast. Kelsey is not fast. He's more like slippery. That's you know, he reminds me a lot of Aaron Hernandez. I'm sorry, I had to bring him up, but like he's just <laughs> he's just shifty. Like I, I loved watching Aaron Hernandez play because he just he just has that wiggle. Like that's just the perfect word for it. Where he's just shifty, he just you know tacklers just sliding off him, and then Gronk is just he makes NFL athletes a little like he's just a, a bully. So it's just you know we're just lucky to watch him. You know it's just there's been some crazy tight ends. You know Antonio Gates, he he was more like Kelsey where. He's just shifty and slippery. So the position is just crazy. You know, it's just, I feel like every team is trying to find that guy. Um, and there's just, there's not, there's, there's those three. There's not a lot of them, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, difficult to find that good of a tight. Like I would never draft a tight end in the top 10. Never, never. And, and that's what really concerns me. Like I love Kyle Pitt, but I think he could be like that, but you're just drafting a wide receiver. He's a wide receiver. <laughs> you Pretty know much. what I mean? Like, he, he, he's not putting his hand in the dirt and blocking people, really, you know. So, he, he could be, like, just okay, like Ebron, or he could be, like, Kelsey. So, it, it's, it's scary. Um, but, you know, every team's trying to find that guy. You know, and Joku is supposed to be that type of guy. Like, it's just it, it's, it's easier said than done. Yeah, because, I mean, you watch Hawkinson. Like, he's he's decent, but. Right, but like not a top ten. Like no, <laughs> he's not making an impact. He's not putting up these you know gaudy numbers. So it's like if you're gonna draft a wide receiver, draft a wide receiver. You know exactly. Like no, is that's a position like you should definitely wait on, unless it's like yeah. again a George. Like if you can spot out a George Kittle and you know but for that's a fact, the thing. like like you these you can't. Guys are not drafted early. <laughs> you can't. Like what what round was he like fifth? fifth. Yep. And Travis Kelsey was a third round pick. So out of Cincinnati, like they're just they they're just random as hell. Like Antonio Gates went to Kent State. Like, Jimmy Graham, like, it's just Jimmy Graham. Like he played football for like a year, and you know he just he was he just randomly became elite. Like I don't know, it's just 
a lot of it has to do with opportunity, obviously, the quarterback, you know, going to the Saints and the Chiefs, obviously, you know, you have a good chance of being successful. But, like, I don't know. You just can't take them early. You, you just got to go off traits, I guess. Yeah. And, like, George Kittle came in as a blocker, not a receiver. So it's no. it's pretty much you have to go into college as a receiving tight end and learn to block. That's, right. That's but the like, best way to do it. But, like, if you're such a good receiver, they don't, they don't make you block. Like, I, I doubt, I, you know, I, I watch some Florida games, but I doubt Kyle Pitts is blocking much. Yeah. Why would you? They can't cover him. Why, they, why would you have him? <laughs> that's why when I watch, like, Jeremy Ruckert from Ohio State, that's why I said he's, I think he could be Kittle 2. Like, not at that level, but he came in as the number one receiving tight end. And you saw it in the national championship game with that one-handed catch. Like, he can catch. But right. he's now known as a blocking tight end, which is crazy. So I think he has, but he's staying at Ohio State. So it's always Olave. I forgot about that, but that's weird. Yeah, that was weird. But I get it. There's a lot of receivers coming out. So 100%. You want to be the first one taken. Might as well stay another year. Yeah. So uh, speaking of another, let's go to the next game then Packers versus Bucks. <sighs> this one hurt, man. <laughs> it, 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 this one really hurt because, you know, uh, there's been rumblings about Aaron Rodgers and, you know, big games and NFC championship games. And like, I've been ignoring them because that's my, like, that's my personal court. Like go like there. He, he is the best quarterback all time, not the greatest quarterback all time. And, yeah, and I, 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 I like that. that. I like that. Um, you know, so he like just everything. I test stats. He's won enough. Um, you know, he is better than Tom Brady, but like, he doesn't have that, that – there's something missing. He doesn't have that – well, I won't say something missing. He doesn't have what Tom Brady has <laughs> because Tom Brady has thrown three interceptions in four playoff games, and he's three and one in those games. And it doesn't like, make sense. It doesn't make sense. There's something there. There's an intangible. There, there's something you can't explain where he just finds a way to win. And I'm all for wins or not a quarterback stat, but, like, there is – there's something there. It just you can't explain it. There's, there's just I don't know what it is, but I know if Tom Brady was on the other side, and Aaron Rodgers throws three interceptions in a game. He's not losing the game. There's just there's no way he's not. He's finding a way to win. There's just no question in my mind. And when Tom Brady throws three second half inter, interceptions, you it's have to seven find a way passes to win. and seven. You passes. have to find a way to win. You have to. There was. It's just like yeah, the Packers they gave up the the bad touchdown for the first half. Okay, yeah, that was bad. But and then even the then, Aaron Jones fumble, and the Aaron Jones fumble, and I was like, all right, this game's over. But even then, the defense made plays that allowed the goat, well, who I thought was the goat quarterback, to win the game. He didn't he didn't get it done, and, and it hurts. But when you scored three points off three Tom Brady interceptions, you have to you just you, you got to. You got to do more. 100%. And they were out there two starting safeties. Bro, two start like, and and they want to complain about calls. I agree. They were letting them play. Um, I think the one, and, and I was rooting for the Packers. I think the one on Kevin King at the end was just too blatant. They had to call it. 100%. Like, he's in the middle of the field. You can see the t-shirt being pulled. You know, there's three feet of t-shirt. Like, you have <laughs> to call it. You got to be more discreet. It was untouched for a call. reason. Right. Makes it more easy to grab. Right. And, um, it just it sucks because, you know, Tom Brady, he kept giving you a chance. Like, he didn't play good. He, 
still found a way. He played like shit. He gave multiple chances. Two interceptions, and you went three and out both times. You did not get a single first down. And I think the big one of the big reasons behind it, though, was the fact that they were out Bakhtiari, and they had Billy Turner playing left tackle. Sure. Like, their 100%. whole offensive line was a mess, and that's what, like, one of the uh, Bucks' strengths with JPP, Shaq Barrett, Nadamakin Sue, Vita Vea coming back, like, that's where they have a very big strength. So I think they were able to exploit that, which caused the Packers offense to look just. And then they had to bench Aaron Jones because he was hurt. Right. Quote. Yeah, pride was hurt. <laughs> but um, Can't fumble that much. No, bro, he fumbled twice. You know, one he just lost. So that was bad. Um, but, yeah, that that's just a horrible loss. And that, that's just like a legacy, a legacy loss for him um, because, like, there's no excuse. The Packers, the Pack, I, I thought the Packers were the better team. I didn't, you know, they're at home. Um, Aaron Rodgers is playing the best football of his life. He's probably going to win MVP. Um, and Tom Brady still found a way to win. It's just, but it's like crazy too because the game earlier in the year the Bucks blew them out. Right. So, but I, I, I don't know why I thought the Packers would still win. I, I still thought that. They would find a way to get it done, and they just, I don't know, man. Tom Brady, it doesn't make sense. He still wins, even when he plays ass. All right. And now he's in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and, I mean, realistically, we, we got to talk about third and goal. Bro. He had the open lane to the end zone. And he should have ran. Like, I could get if it was single coverage to, on Devontae Adams, give him a shot. But there was right. not even an inch of coverage. Bro, he was so much traffic, middle of the field, across his body, um, and he could have just ran. My only, the only thing I can say is maybe he didn't run because he thought they were going to go for it on fourth down, which, which they, they should have gone for, <laughs> which they should have. So maybe he was thinking, all right, it's third down. I, I'll take this chance. I'll throw this ball because um, we're going to go on fourth down. But instead, they, they kick a field goal, which makes no sense. Yeah, that was a really bad coaching play. I like, I think here's the thing though. Like, if he had gotten that, say he didn't score a touchdown, he got five yards. It would right. be a so lot easier for them. Two. Yeah, or you know, fourth and goal from the two. And it'd be a lot easier for them to be like, okay, but like in that case, to but go to the it? Super Bowl, you're diving 100. percent You're not trying oh, to settle oh, for the two. You're yeah. going. You're yeah. You're you're either you're gonna get hurt. Whatever. You you, you got to die for that play. You know we saw what's his name last week, the key sack of quarterback. He was Henny. ready to die for that first down. Yep. <laughs> like, like you got to lay out. You got to John Elway helicopter. Like you you it, it is what it is. So um, I don't know, man. It, it's just that, that's a bad loss to Rodgers. And then after the game, he sounds like he wants to retire. Like I know he's just being emotional, and I get it, but it, it just. It's, you know, it sucks. Yeah. You definitely don't. I mean, if he were like, what is he, 37, about to be 38 this year or whatever, something yeah. like that. And it's crazy like to think that, about, yeah. like, don't retire. You're too young. But, like, you can only say that about quarterbacks. <laughs> well, I know. He, he doesn't feel, he doesn't feel as old as he is. Yeah. That's the thing. It's really weird. Cause he I mean, has to sit, sit out for three years. But. And you look at Todd Gurley and you're like, hey, you're 26. You, you don't you're, look good. Hang it up. Hang it up. No, you're hang done. it up. <laughs> So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting offseason because, like, where do the Packers go from here? Like, what what do you get? I mean, like, <laughs> you're back-to-back NFC Championship games, you got punked by two different opponents. Yeah. 
Like, where, where do you where do you go from here? And like you, one, you drafted a quarterback in the first round instead of giving him a weapon, and then two, like, like just think about all the quarterbacks that are going to be moving. I know it's going to be weird. There's going to be some vets in different uniforms. Um, Stafford. Watson, maybe. Yeah. I mean, he wants out. Who knows if the Texans are going to be like, all right, whatever. But they're not right. going to take anything like super cheap for him. Uh, possibly Jared Goff from the way Les Snead was talking today. Who knows about Carson Wentz? It's Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. Again, would still never should have been signed to that contract for <laughs> eight games, and I'll never die off that hill. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and like, plus with all the new coaches. Matt, oh, Matt Ryan, if he could get Matt like, Ryan, yeah, him too. So yeah, it's this off season is going to be crazy. It's it's going to be a good one. And speaking of off season, like let's let's go through the. Well, is there anything you want to talk about the Packers Bucks before we go to the uh, coaches that were hired? No, that's it. You know, it's just it's disappointing. I can't tweet the best twelve to ever live anymore. You know, it's just it's improving. It's it's, it's over. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so let's go into the coaches hired. We got Chargers, got Brandon Staley, who was the defensive coordinator from the Rams. Falcons got Arthur Smith, who was the offense coordinator of the Titans. Jets got Robert Saleh, uh, defense coordinator for 49ers. Eagles got Nick Sirianni, offense coordinator Colts. Jags, Urban Meyer. What? Uh, <laughs> Texans, nobody. And Lions got a psychopath. Uh <laughs> And Dan Campbell. Your boy. <laughs> the kneecap biter. <laughs> and th- that could be another reason why Aaron Rodgers wants out. He does oh. not want to get bit. You mean Matt Stafford? Yeah. That well, no. Aaron Rodgers would be going against him. Oh, and he yeah. Said he's gonna... that, that is true. But I'm pretty sure that had a lot to do with Matt Stafford's decision. Where it's just like, bro, are you, are you shitting me? Yeah. You hired this guy and Anthony Lynn? Like, I'm out, man. Get me out of here. Free me. <laughs> Who was – which of those coaches are you most excited about? I mean, it's, it's got to be Urban Meyer, you know. Um, I want to see when he's going to fake his health his health uh, issue. Hey, usually you about know, things, week, <laughs> year four or five, so we got a while. <laughs> when things start going bad, we'll, we'll see. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And then obviously Trevor Lawrence, you know. Yeah. Jags fans, you're, you know, shout out to Cox. He should be excited, obviously. Um, you got a elite coach with a generational quarterback, potentially. So that that's what I'm, you know, looking forward to the most. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I love Urban Meyer. I love what he did for Ohio State. But I don't, I don't know if he has what it takes to uh, be a coach in the NFL, just like Saban. Some, right. some college yeah. coaches I, I'm, just don't work out. Yeah, I agree. I, it's it's tough, but when I when I hear because you know he's on TV, I don't know if it was CBS or whatever, um, but like Fox or I don't know. No, he, he ABC sounds yeah. Fox, he yeah. sounds convincing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he doesn't give that like kid like I'm the boss of the kids type vibe that some coaches college coaches give. Like he, Dabo, he gives me like just a straight yeah 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 exactly. He gives me like just a a straight leader vibe. So. I think I think it could work, um, but they got they got a long way to go. They got a they got a total rebuild. Definitely, 
especially like they got obviously they're gonna draft Trevor Lawrence one. They'd be stupid if they didn't. But I mean, mm-hmm. they got to get him some weapons. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. I'm obviously right. I'm interested. I mean, I would say Sirianni, but that'd be the easy one. Uh, <laughs> let's go with the Jets. Uh, I want to see what uh, Robert Saleh can do. Yeah, like uh, every he's he strikes me as the besides Urban Meyer, he strikes me as the most football head coach. Mm-hmm. And agree. that's that's sort of what you want. Like, yeah. is, I know we've you I've ripped on Joe like Judge, coordinator type. Yeah, you don't you don't want like a guy that just feels like a coordinator. Like, I don't feel like Bill Belichick is just a coordinator, like, or just cares about defense. Yeah. I feel like he's a leader and he's paying attention to everything, you know, both sides of the ball and special teams. Um, and I think that's like the, what you really want. And I, I, I totally get that vibe from Salah. Um, I think, you know, if I was a Jets fan, I, I would be happy about that hire for sure. Definitely. I know the Eagles were definitely going hard after him. And I, I, I did like him a lot. Um, I just, yeah, it was like there's, it's just, you can tell a good football coach by looking at them. And Kaysen, like when when you're talking about like coaches, you don't want them just to be a coordinator. Like I feel like Doug, like to go because I think Doug Peterson's a good example of it. Obviously, because I'm an Eagles fan, he was a good head coach. He was a good head coach. He was not an offensive coordinator, right? And I mean, him and Wentz had whatever power struggles they had, and Wentz would kill plays. But Peterson wouldn't call stuff that would be towards Wentz's strengths. And I think that's what ultimately got him fired. Is yeah. the fact that he wasn't willing to like take a step back from that coordinator role where which I mean we'll see where it goes from there. That's why I'm kind of interested of the Sirianni. because uh, he never called plays at the Colts. And they're like, why wouldn't you want a head coach as a play caller? I want a head coach. I don't want an <laughs> offensive coordinator. That's what offensive coordinators no. are for. I agree. I think it's a rare coach, rare head coach that can call plays and still be a good head coach. You know, Kyle Shanahan, like just off the top of my head, I think he calls plays. I'm not sure if Andy Reid still calls plays. I think Andy nope, calls plays Yeah, now. the enemy calls. Um, um, what's the name? McVay. McVay. Yeah. Like you so gotta like, be. Just, you gotta be the best of the best, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but I agree with that. I don't want. I don't want a coach that's just paying attention to one side of the ball. You know, I think I was actually listening to a podcast the other day, Wade Phillips. He was on Brian Rousseau podcast. And, you know, when he was at the Rams, he was telling Sean McVay, like, you know, don't just focus on the offense. Like, you got to – the defensive players need to know who their head coach is. You know, you can't just be focusing on Jared Goff and the quarterback. Like, you're the CEO of a company. You can't just focus on, you know, one aspect of that company. I agree, and that's why I mean I'm a big fan of special teams coaches, personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, right. there's got to be the right spot. Like, I think Joe Judge is going to be a good coach. I yeah, really do. I, I think so too. Because the Giants are playing hard for him. I mean, yeah, he had those comments at the end of the year, being all upset, which he's dumb for. Um, but like John Harbaugh, he was a special teams coach. Urban Meyer's a bit. He like he's he he coached a couple of things, but he like he really focused on special teams. I think you have the ability to focus on special teams and everything else. You right. want to be the CEO of the whole company, not one part of the company. You don't want to, yeah. So you just need someone that's going to motivate it. Who are you most surprised about as a head coach? 
Who am I what? Like most surprised about when it comes to being a head coach. Like which one do you think is just not going to work? Um, Don't say I want to say the Eagles guy, but I get why they hired him. So like it makes sense. You know, they need to salvage Carson Wentz. Period. Mm -hmm. He makes too much money. He's untradeable. They have to salvage Carson Wentz. So if you can't get the Colts head coach, you get the next best thing. So I I get why they did it. You know, you you, salvaging Carson Wentz and making him good again is the number one priority. Like it has to be done. Should I get Um, that a hat? Make Wentz great again. Right. It has to happen. It's going to be. You know, it's going to be a green only, hat, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the only hope for the Eagles. Um, I mean, I, I'm really not into the Lions coach. He just comes like I, I get the rocket scientists didn't work, you know, with Matt, you know, Patricia, but they just went. They they did not meet in the middle. They went to the total <laughs> opposite side of the spectrum. This dude is just. I don't know. I wish him all the best because Lions fans have been suffering for so long. But he, he, he wasn't impressive. Like, when I hear Eric Bieniemy talk, <laughs> I'm impressed. Every interview I've heard of him, I'm like, why what, Why is this guy not have a job? Um, I'm all for the football guy, but he just came off as an idiot for me. So I'm, I'm going to have to say, say that guy. Okay. You know, I, I was thinking the same thing. You know who he – like, the way he talked in that press conference – is exactly what Adam Gase's face looked like when he was introduced as the Jets head coach. Like that's what I picture when I see Adam Gase's face, and like that is what I hear. That is uh, what I expect yeah. to hear. So I, we'll see if he's a good football coach. <laughs> he's yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think after all that raw shit, just gets like he's a professional. Jim Harbaugh, you, know? you got you you got to know. You just gotta, you gotta know your shit. Like you can't just be a hype man. Yeah. Like, and, and that's how he came off. So, um, obviously he he played in the NFL and he's been been a coach. Um, so he he's not he knows football, but um, we'll see. You know, yeah. I, I I wish him the best. That rah rah stuff is Jim Harbaugh to a T. Yeah, exactly. He, like he has some success, but it's it's it it fades very fast, and then. Last thing about coaches, who do you think the Texans hire? Um, I think the enemy is going to get the job, and then it's just up to him, or I should say Texans, <laughs> to try and convince Deshaun to stay. Um, I think that's our only him, move to convince him to stay. Right, and if I was him, I wouldn't take the job unless you got a commitment from Deshaun. I mean, obviously he can change his mind, but um, you, you can't you can't go there. Like, they got to fire this this, you know, corrupt pastor they got that's running the shit behind the scenes, whatever mm-hmm. his name is. I can't think of it. McNair? Um, no, it's not McNair. That's the owner. It's oh. um, something B, Gillaby or something. Oh, I yeah, yeah. I, no, I um, but apparently he's like a snake and everybody says it. Um, but he's like really religious and, you know, Joel Osteen vibes, I guess. Oh, uh, <laughs> so... So they got a the Easterby. That's what it is. Yeah, Easterby. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so I think they got to get rid of him because he uh, he can't be trusted. He he was just like a motivational guy, and now he's like running the team. Like <laughs> he he like kind of worked his way up with zero experience. So um, get rid of him and uh, get the enemy, you know, and then go from there. That's really their only hope. Here's where it sucks. Like I mean, 
with the enemy is the fact that he's on the Chiefs and the NFL rules. Like you can't, so you can't interview, you can't hire. Like, like with Sark, he was the head coach of Texas, but he was still coaching Alabama. Right. It's so stupid because teams, and it's a quick turnaround. So I get teams cannot wait around for him. So now he's suffering because this team's successful. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just it's stupid. Um, but you know the only other thing that I that I could think of is if you know the Chiefs win, Andy Reid retires, and he can just step in and be Patrick Mahomes' coach. And then you, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. You coach potentially the best player to ever live, and you stay where you're comfortable, and um, you know you you just that that's the best case scenario. Which I I mean I could see happening. I mean Andy Reid's not exactly a spring chicken. He's, he's not. But he's, he's in great young, shape, so. so that's yeah. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see. You know, uh, I didn't even you know, think of that possibility. Take, that would be something you know, crazy. Because, like, what else does Andy Reid have to prove? You know, he got his ring. Everybody knew he was a good coach. He got his ring. You know, you win another, and then uh, the enemy just, just steps in. He he would make the most sense to me to be your next head coach. Yeah, I just I just think Andy loves the game too much to leave. Especially if if he wins two in a row, he's gonna be like, I want that third. I want that fourth. I want that fifth. And they have, like, yeah. the perfect situation to s- sustain it because they've already right. signed all their good people. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that would be something out of the box. All right, let's go yeah. in. Oh, did you have something else to say? Sorry. No, I was going to say, it's kind of like Josh McDaniels. Like, he's always seen as the coach in waiting. I don't know when Bill Belichick is going to retire, but that's how it always seems. So, I don't know. Maybe the uh, enemy is in a similar situation. True. Uh, he did say he would only leave for the perfect situation. Right. Well, I, I'll be an OC <laughs> at uh, Kansas City before I'm, you know, the head coach of a shit team. Like, right. it's all about the timing and the right situation. How come you didn't leave? Uh, I have five championship rings now, Super Bowl championships. Right. So I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. All right. Yeah, exactly. Let's go to the NBA. Uh, the big trade happened with uh, the Nets acquiring Harden. Uh, we didn't really get to talk about that yet. <sighs> Crazy trade. What are your thoughts? I mean, they're they're going to score a lot of points. Um, you know, just from the games they've played so far, they can't stop anyone. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see um, as they they mesh together. You know, they're they're you know these are three of the most talented people on the planet. So, um, I'm I'm interested in the playoffs when they got to play like the Heat, the Pacers, you know, the Sixers, teams with elite big men. Um, they don't really have size, so you know we'll see if they can stand up to that. But it, you know they're going to be impossible to stop. I'm surprised the NBA still let this go through, and I'm kind of pissed off about it. Um, I'm glad it happened mainly for the only reason I'm saying that is because of Levert. Yeah, right. He, he, it's found out he has kidney cancer, and he had successful surgery apparently to get the cancer removed from his kidney or he was going into surgery. I'm not hundred percent sure, but how are you going to let that? How are you going to screw over the Pacers like that? Well, the Pacers have to agree to it. So he, they discovered it during the physical. uh, physical. So I don't know if it was cancer. I think they said a mass. They didn't say it was a cancerous mass. So they said it was successful surgery today. Um, But the Pacers still, they they must've felt comfortable enough to want to still do the trade. Um, I get what you're saying, you know, the it probably should have not have gone through, but if they, you know, the Pacers, they got a good player for it. So, you know, if they felt comfortable doing it, then, 
you know, whatever. I mean, the Heat, I mean, the the Rockets, I don't think they got enough for him, but they kind of had a gun in their head. They had no choice. Yeah, I mean, they could have just let him sit out and get fat. Yeah, but it was just, it was so toxic. Like, he's calling out teammates. You just, teams, it's past the point where you can just, with social media and just everything else, the teams, if uh, if a star player wants out, he's going to get out and he's going to get his way. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see the first team that actually, like, stands their ground and doesn't just give in. It won't happen. It won't happen. And it's just because, because there's the, the agents have a lot of power. It's like, okay, so you, this is how you're going to treat this client. After, you know, you did this or didn't let them do this. Like, there's just they, – they, they don't have <laughs> – teams don't have a, a – a lot of um, power, you know, they can sign the, the, the guy to a contract with an NBA, but it's a star driven league period. You know, it's not like the NFL where most people for teams are not players, you know, the stars run the show. So kind of is what it is, you know, it, just sign them to the contract and hope for the best. <laughs> See, I'm going to full heartedly disagree with you when you say like the stars have all the power. Um, the main reason I say that it's because that's false. The NBA officials have all the power. <laughs> they decide who gets to play and if they are in a bad mood that day they'll tell someone to get lost we've seen it multiple times already uh this year with boogie cousins getting ejected and then that, draymond green yeah yeah for yelling at his rookie and the, the officials he didn't like the way he's talking to him so yeah you are right the officials they they have a lot of power. I will give you that. <laughs> a little bit too much. And then, like, they'll they'll never admit they're wrong. Oh, no, never. It's like, okay, thanks for telling us that. It probably shouldn't happen. Well, the Warriors lost that game because their best defensive player didn't play the whole second half. So, thank you. Pre- appreciate it. Thanks. It doesn't make any sense. They really need to start holding no. these officials accountable because they're – I mean, it's it's a regular season game, but say something like that happens – or like that could cause the Warriors to not make the playoffs, or that could happen right. in a playoff game that will ruin the se- the series and make it unwatchable. Like I, I, NBA regular season is already unwatchable to me. Like as a casual basketball fan, not like right. uh, someone who really really likes to watch, like who really likes to watch NBA basketball. I'll watch it, but I, mm-hmm. I would say I'm the mo- I'm more of a casual fan of it. But, like, regular season is, is just so boring. Like, half the people aren't playing half the time do low management. The NBA officials have way too much power. They call ticky-tack fouls, and it just it ruins the game when we're watching, when we go to watch, like, say I'm a Suns fan, and they're on TV once in a blue moon, and Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton got two ticky-tack fouls in five minutes, and they're sitting. And it's like, why do I want to watch this? <laughs> Yeah, it's tough. There's a lot, you know, there's a lot of games. This year, it hasn't been too bad because, you know, there's less games, so there's more impact, especially in the West. Like, you've got you to play somewhat hard. Yeah. Um, but I, I do agree, you know, it, it, it can be tough to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just, I think they need to solve the officials' problem. That makes it a little better. And they, also, they wouldn't fall for the James Harden, like, flops every single time. Marcus Smart flops. It's just everyone right. flops. It's it's yeah. getting to level soccer. Or, yeah, sorry, it, football. It, yeah, it, it, I, I agree. It can get bad. Yeah. Um. Actually, there was speaking of trades. So we discussed the Harden. Tra- Is there any more you wanted to talk about the Harden trade? Because I know I kind of went off on tangent there with the officials. Nah, no. Nah, you know, 
they're obviously going to score. We'll see. Um, I'm just I'm ready to see them in the playoffs. True. Uh, what, what do you think of the Warriors for Ubre and Lonzo Ball trade that was being discussed? Apparently, um, I'm totally disgusted. And if that happens, I'm not watching another Warriors game. <laughs> and I don't even like Ubre. He sucks. By the way, <laughs> thanks, thanks for nothing, Valley Boys. But, uh, he, he got he, he got great numbers on shit teams, and now the Suns are good, and he's trash on a you know a team that's trying to be good. So um, a lot of people don't you, realize he was not on the bubble team that went eight and zero. No, he was not. You guys would have lost games with that idiot. He's just <laughs> low IQ, just just an awful basketball player. Yeah, well, but even then, I still, I still rather have him than Lonzo Ball, who was absolute garbage. I sold my stock, I think, two years ago. Um, kind of bought some back, but I'm totally out on him. And um, I do not want to see him in a Warriors uniform. <laughs> Plus, I don't know where he would fit in. He was like, it's like, I'd rather have D'Lo if you're going to get another point guard. or like You would have never traded D'Lo if you wanted Yeah, that. but we got Wiggins in a pick. So that that was worth it. Okay. Wiggins is balling this year, and we're going to get a lottery pick because the T-Wolves are probably the worst team in the NBA. So, they're like the Lions. Um, no matter how many good players you have, they're trash. Bro, they're just, they're just bad. So shouts to them. Um, but no, I'm, I'm all set on Lonzo and JJ Redick is old and washed. So we just, we, we, I'd rather stand pat with Ubre. Maybe he'll figure it out. I think you've seen glimpse of somewhat pretty good play, but like he wasn't good on Washington. He sort of had a resurgence Bro, on Phoenix. There's a reason when players you perceive to be good are traded multiple times. Like something is wrong. And I stand by that. Like, why has he been on three teams if he's good? Like, there's a reason for it, you know? Like, it's just, I can see the Suns giving him up for Chris Paul. Like, I could 100% see that being a reason. I don't know why he – like, he wasn't that good, though, in Washington. That's why he stayed to Phoenix, so. Right. He, he had to get his – he got his in Phoenix. He did. He stat-padded, and now <laughs> we see who he really is. <laughs> All right, let's go to the Know Your Role segment. I mean, we talk about it every year. Baseball Hall of Fame is just a mess. Nobody – was put into the Hall of Fame this year, 2021 or 2020. I don't know what they would consider it, but we'll go right. with 2021. Nobody. No one. So Kurt Schilling's a scumbag. And, I, you know, I kind of thought he was a borderline Hall for anyway. I don't think he was like a guaranteed Hall of Famer. Um, so I don't really care about him. But, you know, Barry Mons isn't in it. Pete Rolls, like, what? There's nothing worse than the baseball purist, man. It's just the dumbest sport, and it's just, like you said, we talk about it every year, and nothing's going to change. Baseball is just a dying sport that nobody's going to watch because you can't have fun in it. <laughs> the right. Hall it's of Fame simple. doesn't care. Like, they're, they're, they're way too stuck up. They're like wine snobs. Like, yeah, I know you enjoy your glass of wine. We all know LeBron enjoys a nice glass of wine, <laughs> but they're like, like, you guys are enjoying it while you have Mellow over here, which is the Baseball Hall of Fame. Like, oh, that wine ain't good. That's not good enough. Yeah. Isn't Mellow, like, the biggest wine snob in the NBA? I think he's one of them. He's really into the wine. Uh, him and LeBron, so D-Wade. But, yeah, they're just the baseball purists, man. The integrity of the game, all that other BS. Like, it's just it's show, just show me a positive – uh, Barry Bonds' uh, performance as your drugs result. They can't show it. They can't. He could have. He could have taken it. He could have. It's like I mean, you see the transformation. He. We can see why you, you could think that, did. but I want to okay. see proof. 
okay, even if he did, I, bro, I don't care. It's like he's not the only one that was taking it during that time. If you want to put him, if you want to put that era, the steroid era, in a, like a separate wing of the Hawks where you have guys, um, okay, fine. But they're still a part of history. You know, you can't just erase history in all the stats. Exactly. He's still the number one home run record, like, in a, in a career, so. All right, Pete Hank Aaron, by the way. Truth. But, yeah, he, he's, uh, he's still number one. Um, and like I said, the Hall of Fame, it's a museum. It's history. Whether they like it or not, it's a part of baseball's history, and baseball knew this shit was going on, so. It is what it is. Yeah, I wonder if they even have like the ball that he hit in the Hall of Fame, just sort of like, like how Alvin Kamara scored six touchdowns. He sent that ball, the fifth and sixth touchdown, to the NFL Hall of Fame, including the cleats right. and the fine letter. But I wonder if they have any Barry Bonds stuff or Pete Rose stuff anywhere in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I don't know. That's something it's not too far away. Might might have to make a trip. Exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to we'll have to go and vlog it. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Um, that's it for the Know Your Roll segment. Uh, one more thing before we go. Obviously, a year ago was a very tough time for fans everywhere. I can't believe it's already been a year. Yeah, it's crazy. Rip Kobe uh, and Gigi. Damn, this year flew by. Bro, that's the craziest part. So, yeah, obviously R.I.P. Colby, but I feel like it didn't happen that long ago. It's already been a year. And 2020, definitely a year to forget. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just it's crazy that that happened. And, you know, obviously the one-year anniversary. And, uh, yeah, man, R.I.P. to them and the other people in the helicopter. And, you know, just really sad. Crazy enough, we were about two minutes away from it was eight twenty six when we started talking about that. Not even planned. That just happened to yeah. be super close to eight twenty four. Damn. Uh, all right. Anything else you want to talk about before we end episode eighty four? Nah, man, that was it. Get ready for Super Bowl, Chiefs, Bucks, and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. It's gonna be a long two weeks. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to have another podcast before we'll get our picks and uh, any any bets we want to make during the Super Bowl. But that's it for episode number 84 of the Know Your Old Podcast. Thank you for listening. Follow us on our socials, uh, Twitter, at Know Your Old Pod. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. Give it a share. Give it a listen. All that good stuff. Peace. Au revoir.